0: It's 6 p.m., and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC, Camino. Today is Tuesday, October 31st, and this is the KVMR Evening News. I'm Julia Jem. In California, an increasing number of college students are choosing to commute to Tijuana to obtain degrees. Why? Well, cheaper tuition costs are just one of several advantages. The California Report has more. Then, after a look at local news and weather, we'll visit the streets of downtown Nevada City to hear from local trick-or-treaters and their families amid the festive spirit of Halloween. And we'll close with a commentary by Mark Cunaberti.
1: This is The California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are the California stories we're following. Ousted Speaker of the House, Republican Kevin McCarthy, will face a GOP primary challenger for his Central Valley District. David Gilio has announced he'll run against McCarthy as an America first Trump loyalist in California's 20th congressional district. McCarthy lost his speakership in part because he was considered insufficiently loyal to a hard right agenda by some members of his own party in Congress. The state is warning officials in Shasta County that it must comply with a newly signed law for its upcoming special election. The bill signed this month by Governor Newsom limits the hand counting of ballots. Some Shasta County supervisors argue that the new law shouldn't apply to next week's November 7th special election, but in a letter to the County Secretary of State Shirley Weber said the board's decision earlier this year to move to hand counting ballots does not supersede the new state law. Russia Chavez is with California Common Cause, one of the advocacy groups that has concerns about the upcoming election. And so while we would support manually examining paper ballots to verify those software vote counts, we do have deep concerns that relying solely on hand counting ballots to tell the election results in any of but the smallest jurisdictions, we don't believe that they'll receive the level of assurance necessary to ensure the accuracy of the, the votes. The Shasta Board of Supervisors voted earlier this year to do away with the Dominion voting system, citing false claims of election fraud. In an email to the California report, Shasta Registrar Kathy Darling-Allen says the county will use a new electronic voting system that was approved by the board and poll worker training begins this week. homeless students at Cal Poly Humboldt who live in cars and RVs and park overnight in campus parking lots are being told the school will start enforcing overnight parking restrictions. That means the students will have to find somewhere else to park. University authorities say the action is being taken in response to complaints about safety. In a written response to the decision, the homeless students say they're living in their vehicles out of necessity and that there are few affordable housing options in the community of Arcata. A petition drive has been posted online in support of the students. Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at schmidtocean.org A growing number of California students are choosing to commute to college in Tijuana. They're drawn by cheaper tuition and other advantages. Here's KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis.
2: Melisa Perez lives in National City. Every morning, she has to take the trolley, walk across the border, and get a ride from a friend to campus. It's an hour and a half commute. But once she sees her friends, Pérez says it's totally worth it.
0: Like, I'll be in a really bad mood in the morning, but I'll get over here, and my mood just instantly goes, oh, I'm here.
2: Pérez is one of approximately 350 students who live in the U.S., but are enrolled in a private Mexican university called CETIS, which stands for Centro de Enseñanza Técnica y Superior. CETIS has campuses in Tijuana, Mexicali, and Ensenada. Classes are taught in English and Spanish. Pérez loves the small class sizes, especially compared to the large lecture halls in the U.S.
0: You know how the classes are really big over there and it's like 40, te- 40 students to like one teacher? They can't pay that much attention to you. And over here it's like 20 students to one teacher.
2: Fernando León García is SETI's president. He says it's common for people who live along the border to split their time between both countries. They'll live on one side but shop or work on the other
1: especially those who are in the San Tijuana area, it goes in both directions. And education is not an exception.
2: Leon Garcia says several factors contribute to a high number of American resident students. They have a modern campus, complete with an American-style gym and football stadium. Tuition is $5,000 per semester, slightly cheaper than in-state tuition at UC San Diego, but a little more than SDSU. CETIS also has the same level of accreditation given to all universities in California, like UCLA and Stanford. CETIS specializes in business and engineering. The university also has partnerships with multinational companies in Tijuana, where students can work and earn school credit. A few blocks from here is Foxconn. It's the largest subcontractor for Apple worldwide. In the world of international higher ed, what's happening at CETIS is an outlier. In fact, the opposite direction is what we traditionally would kind of observe. Gerardo Blanco is the academic director of the Center for International Higher Education at Boston College. Most frequent destinations for international students are the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, to some extent New Zealand, right? Normally we think about this as the big five. What's happening at Seti's bucks that trend? and speaks to an increase in student mobility. Back in Tijuana, Ezequiel Abundes enrolled in CETIS after graduating from Southwestern College. He'll have the option to work in the U.S. or Mexico. Most people expect him to go back to San Diego, but he plans to stay in Tijuana.
0: He says
2: that, as a Mexican, it's important for him to succeed in Mexico, to be an example for others that they don't have to leave in order to get ahead in life. Still, even students who plan to return to San Diego see value in their Mexican education.
0: Because like everybody's supporting me. I've literally had no negative comments.
2: Perez says she's reconnected with her Mexican heritage. She's also made lots of new friends, something she credits to Mexican students being a bit more outgoing than the one she's used to in the US.
0: Well, American students are kind of mean. <laughs> they like keep to themselves and it's not the same atmosphere. Like over here, you literally don't know anybody and you're, immediately you start making jokes.
2: For the California Report, I'm Gustavo Solis in Tijuana.
1: And that is the California Report for Tuesday, October 31st, Halloween Day. As you can tell from the music, we're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your not-so-scary host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening, and happy Halloween.
0: In regional news... Ubinet reports that the Tahoe Fire and Fuels Team is scheduled to continue fall prescribed fire operations over the next couple of weeks at Lake Tahoe, so long as conditions and weather allow it. The list of burns that will be taking place is pretty extensive, so get ready. California State Parks is scheduled to continue understory burning at Burton Creek and Sugar Pine Point State Parks. California Tahoe Conservancy, with assistance from Tahoe Douglas Fire Protection District, is scheduled to continue burning piles near Crystal Bay. North Tahoe Fire Protection District is scheduled to burn piles near Carnelian Bay. North Lake Tahoe Fire Protection District is scheduled to continue understory burning near Incline Village. The USDA Forest Service is scheduled to continue burning piles and heavy fuels near Fallen Leaf Lake. This operation might produce more smoke than usual since winds are expected to remain calm. Recent moisture and cold temperatures have given Forest Service firefighters the opportunity to burn this unit in a shaded north-facing area. Smoke from all of these operations might be present throughout the Tahoe Basin. For the current Air Quality Index, you can visit AirNow and the U.S. Forest Service Fire and Smoke Map. Historically, low-intensity wildfires ignited by lightning or indigenous people routinely burned through fire-adapted ecosystems of the Sierra Nevada. These low-intensity fires burned at low temperatures and moved slowly across the ground, removing forest debris like pine cones, needles, limbs, dead and down trees, and ladder fuels. Prescribed fires are meant to mimic these naturally occurring low-intensity fires. Prescribed fire managers use different methods to remove excess vegetation and reintroduce low-intensity fires into forests through pile, broadcast, and understory burning. Pile burning involves burning slash piles that are constructed by hand or mechanical equipment, Broadcast and understory burning use low-intensity fire to remove fuels under specific environmental conditions with fire confined to a predetermined area. Prescribed fires can take place at any time of the year when conditions are favorable. Fall and winter typically bring cooler temperatures and precipitation, which are ideal for conducting prescribed fire operations. Each operation follows a specialized burn plan, which considers smoke dispersal conditions, temperature, humidity, wind, and vegetation moisture. All of this information is used to decide when and where to burn. Prior to prescribed fire ignitions, agencies coordinate closely with local and state air quality agencies to monitor weather, conduct burn tests, post signs on roadways in areas affected by the fires, email notifications to prescribed fire notification lists, and update the local fire information line at 530-543-2816. Last Friday, KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza spoke with a member of the Forest Service about the Tahoe Fire and Fuels Team. If you're interested in listening, you can view it on our website or subscribe to the KVMR News Podcast. Turning now to a look at the regional weather forecast from the National Weather Service. In Grass Valley and Nevada City, Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 45. Wednesday, sunny with a high near 70. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 47 degrees. For Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 25. Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 65. Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 29. And for Sacramento and the surrounding valley, Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 43 degrees. Wednesday, sunny with a high near 73. And Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 46. There are currently no red flag warnings or fire weather watches. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. downtown nevada city was bustling this evening due to the annual nevada city halloween spooktacular event which took place from three to five the event provides families with a fun safe trick-or-treating experience while helping to support local businesses earlier kvmr news director claudio mendonza took to the streets to bring the trick-or-treaters to us in this sound collage Dan Foss, Chief of Police with Nevada City Police Department. So Halloween's a great time. Everybody loves Halloween. You get tons of candy and tons of enjoyment. Everybody dresses up, looks amazing. The main thing we're always concerned for is safety. It's exciting. All the kids get a little rambunctious. We all get a lot of sugar in us, but we are near the roads. Make sure you're looking both ways. Make sure you use crosswalks. Make sure you're using well-lit costumes, if possible, or the -the glow-in-the-dark makes it even spookier. Have a great time. Just be safe while doing it.
2: What what would you like to say about Halloween? Oh, Nevada City's so fun. I love how decked out all the houses get. Everyone's really spirited about it. Um, And I appreciate that in the daytime, it's kind of safe for the kids. And in the nighttime, it's really fun even for the adults to see... See... Spiciness, thank you. Uh, My name is Christina. I live in Grass Valley. Yeah, thanks.
1: (laughs) I love all the kids and all the costumes, and I just love when something that you can come to safely for, like, a whole town and wander around with your kids and not have to worry about bigger kids getting pushy or anything. So that's my favorite part is it's a little earlier and it's a little... Calmer. It gets pretty wild here at night. <laughs> so. My name is Lenny Russ, and I own Lenny's Beauty Apothecary on Broad Street. Okay. <laughs> it's the second annual Halloween Spooktacular in Nevada City and uh, we're excited to all the stores open their doors and we pass out candy to all the families and the kids and it's a great time during the day for all the kids to cruise around and get their candy that they need so much and there's a uh, i believe there's even a free shuttle from the root center to to shuttle people over so you don't have to worry about parking in downtown nevada city and uh, it's super fun and it gives us all a good chance to do uh, halloween during the daytime for everybody And uh, I'm Todd Wohoski and I'm the owner of The Hat Store on Broad Street in Nevada City.
0: Investments that are alternatives to the stock market are becoming increasingly popular amid inflation rates and unpredictable world events. Up next, in another of his commentaries, Mark Kuniberti brings us yet another of those alternatives. This time, it's a U.S. Treasury money market fund that currently yields a 5.2% interest rate return.
3: Welcome to another edition of Money Matters. My name is Mark Cuneberti. As inflation and world events unfold in recent editions of Money Matters, I felt it necessary to cover treasury bills, CDs, savings, and checking accounts, guaranteed annuities, and similar investments that may not have had the volatility or risk of being in the stock market as uncertainty reigns on Wall Street, down Main Street, and indeed across the globe. Some investors are tiring of the stress of being in the market and pulling out of stocks altogether. I really can't blame them. Watching portfolio Oil balances drop day after day can be quite unnerving. It's the reason I have offered up less risky alternatives. Some of these alternatives have some sort of fixed rate of return that attempts to freeze the higher interest rates of today. Others have rates that float, affected by the ebb and flow of the overall interest rates in the economy. More importantly, the investments I have profiled in the past may have also offered some sort of protection of principal versus stocks. Today's higher interest rate returns are due to the Federal Reserve's crusade to increase rates to address inflation. Although today's interest rates are refreshingly higher than what we have seen in recent decades, the problem with today's rates is they may not stay high forever. While they do, however, investors can be treated to some nice returns and in many cases over a 5% annual return. With these higher rates in place, yet another investment has popped up on my screen that I think is worth considering for those wishing to avoid the stock market, yet target a decent return on one's money. Today's profile is on a U.S. Treasury money market fund that currently yields about 5.2% annually. Investors might think a money market fund is where brokerage firms park your excess cash when you have excess cash in your stock account but that mechanism typically utilizes what is called a money market account, not a money market fund. Whereas a money market account is generally insured by the FDIC. Money market funds are not Funds are sponsored by the investment company that offers it. Money market funds are typically regarded by most investors as relatively safe investments, but it is possible to lose money because they aren't FDIC insured, nor are they guaranteed by the U.S. government or any government agency for that matter. A quick search on the web gives us this description about money market funds. Unlike stock or bond funds, quote, they, money market funds, have a fixed price of $1 per share. That means your account value shouldn't change other than any growth from your earnings. These funds are intended not to lose money. While all money market funds have the same share price, their yields will vary. Unquote. For example, the popular brokerage firm Charles Schwab offers a variety of money market funds, funds, as do other financial institutions. Charles Schwab has SPIC insurance, which is a standard brokerage firm insurance mechanism, which protects against a brokerage firm going under. But beware, this insurance does not cover the actual investment you might be in, like a money market fund, stock, or bond, if a partial or total default occurs. However, the particular fund I am referring to, being a U.S. Treasury fund, typically invest in securities backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, which is one reason why I am profiling it. The yield of this particular U.S. Treasury money market fund is about 5.2% annually at the time of this newscast, and the yield is based on the previous seven days. This yield can vary depending on the interest rate environment it is subject to. This money market fund credits daily, and with a par rate of a dollar given the alternatives available, and that its holdings typically encompass securities backed by Uncle Sam, one could do worse. Considering today's markets, the ongoing global events... Today's inflation rate the risk of stocks and bonds, how this fund is constructed in its holdings, its frequency of payout, and the company backing it. Investors who are looking for a way to earn a healthy yield, yet want to minimize risk in their portfolio, might look no farther than this U.S. Treasury fund. I'm watching the market so you don't have to. And remember, this newscast is not meant as investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any securities nor represents the opinion of any bank, investment firm, or registered investment advisor, nor this means Outlet at Staff Members Underwriting. I hold a BA in Economics 1979 with honors and California insurance license OL34249. Our website is moneymanagementradio.com Our way of saying thank you for listening to your community radio station. And everything there is free. My name is Mark Gunaberdi. Thanking you for listening to your community radio station.
0: That's our newscast for this Tuesday, October 31st. Head over to our website, kvmr.org, or subscribe to the KVMR News Podcast to hear more. KVMR gets support from listeners like you and Briarpatch Food Co-op, owned and supported by the community, offering organically grown and locally sourced fruits and veggies with curbside pickup, 290 Sierra College Drive in Grass Valley, online at briarpatch.coop. And the Nevada City Farmers Market. Saturdays 8:30 to 1 pm. Robinson Plaza and Union Street now through mid-December. Featuring sustainably grown food from local farmers, crafts, artisanal offerings, also live music and EBT accepted. NCfarmersmarket.org. And Weiss Landscaping, with over 75 years of generational experience in landscape, architectural design, and installation. Weiss Landscaping crews are experienced and provide accountability on craftsmanship, installations, and irrigation projects. GoWeissLandscaping.com Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. And a quick reminder, beginning next week on Monday, November 6th, the KVMR News will no longer air at 6 p.m. Instead, we'll bring you locally produced and relevant news from our region twice daily, Monday through Friday. First at 8.06 a.m., and then again at 12.01 p.m. In our old time slot, Monday through Thursday, we'll be airing all of the locally created public affairs shows that you know and love. And on Fridays, from 6 to 6.30, we'll feature in depth interviews, as well as our long running segments like Water News, Molly Fisk's Essays, What You're Reading, and more. The KVMR Evening Newscast is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Julia Jem. Happy Halloween.